It's time for JT the Brick. It's exactly what I dreaded. The best part is we're not done. Rolling into the Super Bowl, and it's an actual nightmare. I could care less. I don't like these two teams. I don't care about this game. I'm not rooting for either one. Is this a bucket list Super Bowl for you? It is absolutely not for me. You can dislike the Chiefs. You can disrespect the Chiefs. Let's just have a good time trashing these teams if we don't like them. JT the Brick. Believe it, baby. We're going to Las Vegas, Nevada, to go get us another one. Am I furious about it? Hell yeah, I'm furious about it. The only thing I can tell you is that we got to deal with it. We got to deal with it, and we got to make it work. But if I had my choice, I'd rather do it at Arrowhead. Does that mean you have to root for the Niners? Hell no. You don't have to root for anybody. No one's telling you what to do. The reason to root against the Chiefs, if the Chiefs win this Super Bowl, they are documented a dynasty. I really can't believe this is happening. And now, woo! Here's JT the Brick. Welcome back, everybody. JT live from Cafe Americano right here in Caesars Palace's front deck. You can't miss us if you're coming up and down. We got a lot of people walking by outside the gate here that we're waving to. I would say more Niner jerseys. We've all said more Niner jerseys than Kansas City, but a lot of Kansas City jerseys too. But an easy trip for the 49er fans to make and come down from the Bay. We want everybody to come to Cafe Americano to watch the big game. They got beautiful big screens, raffles with prizes, jersey giveaways, and much more. Locals park for free the first three hours. Please reserve a table and watch the Super Bowl at Cafe Americano. One of the greatest linebackers of all time, of all time, Bill Romanowski joins us. Bill, great to talk to you. I'm happy we can do this. How are you, my friend? Fantastic, JT. I miss you. I miss you, too, and I think of you often with all the Super Bowls you've won. You know what it's like to be holed up in a compound and not be able to go out because you were preparing for a Super Bowl, but you won't believe what Vegas looks like, Bill. We had some bad weather, as you know, for a couple of days. Now the sun's out and everybody's having a good time. Oh, fantastic. There probably is not a better place on the planet to have a Super Bowl than Vegas. Absolutely. And when you and your wife, Julie, come out here for all the Raider functions, I want to get that out of the way quickly. When you and your wife come out here to be with the Raiders at these alumni functions, you played for a lot of great teams. No one does it better than Mark Davis when he puts on a party, right? No. Mark Mark goes above and beyond. He knows the importance of the alumni. And, you know, he does it first class. He does it. And, hey, I played for three other organizations. And by far, the Raiders do it better than anybody. Oh, my. Yeah, Bill, they are amazing, and they do a great job. So let me get to you and your career in the Super Bowl. Let's just have some fun talking about a couple of top two or three memorable plays that you made or swing moments in the game when you put your head on the pillow at night that brings back great memories. Give me a few of those. Well, I think my very first Super Bowl as a rookie with the Niners, you know, we're, we're playing the Cincinnati Bengals. And, you know, the night before the game, all I could think about was making an impact play that could change the outcome of the game. And sure enough, I was able to get an interception in that game. And it definitely helped, uh, helped us 
you know, finally end up winning that game. But it was a group of men that came together that were not going to be denied. And it sure helps when you got a quarterback like Joe Montana, Jerry, Jerry Rice at receiver, John Taylor, and, you know, a bunch of studs on defense getting it done, rushing the passer, you know, putting heat on uh, Boomer Esiason. And it was a close game, and it took us going down at the end to score, and John Taylor was able to score a touchdown in that game. Um, another one that stands out is my second game, uh, the second Super Bowl when I was with the Broncos. And early in the game against Chandler, I was able to sack him. And not only did I sack him, but I drove him into the ground so hard, and I truly believe he was not the same the rest of the game. So, you know, games like this are about players stepping up and making plays. Both sides are coached really well. You know what everyone's going to do. But, JT, it comes down to your players stepping up and making plays, you know, in the biggest game there is in the world. Bill Romanowski. And that's what it's about. Yeah, Bill Romanowski joins us live. We're live out front of uh, Caesars Palace. Romo's a great friend. What a history of winning four Super Bowls in a career. So, Bill, I want to get to Antonio Pierce here. Uh, last year when Josh McDaniels got fired, he was named the interim head coach. They didn't give that job to Patrick Graham, the defensive coordinator. Mark Davis saw something in both of them, but he thought Antonio Pierce could motivate this team. He did. They won big games down the stretch, including a franchise record 63 points against the Chargers and then the win at Kansas City on Christmas Day. He's a former linebacker like you. You've had a great career, and Antonio won a Super Bowl. What do you know about him? Why do you believe he's the right guy to get the Raiders going so they could play in a Super Bowl? Well, um, here's what I saw. He had an instant connection with the guys. And I think that's what really set him apart from Josh McDaniels is the guys connected with him. And he, he brought something where he wanted to be more physical than the Josh McDaniels coach football team. And he stressed that. And I truly believe the way he connected with the players and bringing a mentality of we're going to be more physical than the other team and we're going to beat them up and we're going to beat them down and that's how we're going to win football games. Because at the end of the game, at the end of the day, you know, football is a violent game and it's usually teams that win in the trenches that out-hit other teams that win in the National Football League. And he brought a physical style and brought a group of men together that gave it up, not only for him, but for one another. Bill Romanowski joins us, the legend, four-time Super Bowl champ. So, Romo, how has the game changed recently from your era to this era now, considering all the flags? When you watch a game during the day or a primetime game at night with your wife and you see all the flags 
and you see the fact that receivers get flags and defensive players can't touch the quarterback. How many times are you on the couch, Bill, and you see a quarterback barely get hit and there's a flag? How does that affect you, one of the greatest and most physical players to ever play in the NFL? You know what, JT? I think I watch uh, watch games, and there's probably, whether it be two to four plays during the game that get flagged, and I'm like, are you kidding me? Are we playing flag football here? You know, this is a violent game. And some of these flags, I feel like, are are a little like, come on, let the guys play more of a physical brand. But I, I will say this, that the change that I see, you know, maybe you could call it gladiators back when I played, and now it's more, it's a more athletic game now. Yes. And, you know, to where, you know, a Mike linebacker back in my day had to be a run stopper. A Mike linebacker now not only has to be able to stop the run, but has to be able to play in pass coverage because it's an athletic game. It's more athletic. Uh, these receivers are faster. The running backs are faster. And it's a throwing game. And I would say that's kind of how I would compare it. Athletes, more. it's a more athletic league right now where we were maybe a little more of a gladiator league. Bill Romanowski, unbelievable. Finally, Bill, your nutrition is so important to you. You wake up every day with a plan and a vision how to keep your body at the peak condition, your mind and your body. What's new with you overall with that and how you're feeling and what's going on with you in life with your wife? You know what? I feel amazing. Work out every day. I take a lot of supplements. You know, I have... You know, Nutrition 53, my supplement company, which, you know, I have a keto lean one. I am, I have a keto lean one every day for lunch. And that's, that's one of the things I do. And then I, I'll have my, I just got done having my lean one neuro, which is my brain focused product. So, and then my sleep one, I, I use at night. So whether you want to lean down, get get more uh, focused and sharper, or sleep great, Nutrition 53 provides that for me, and I know it can do a lot of great things for a lot of people out there. Well, that's great because I've been kind of hitting it pretty good during Super Bowl. I'm going to go into my cupboard, and uh, my wife will call yours. We're going to put in an order. I need to get back on track. This interview got me back on track. Bill, enjoy the Super Bowl. I hope to see you out here soon. The Raider fans love you. They love you. They're thrilled to hear from you. Thank you. Okay. Miss you, JT. Take care. Miss you, too. I get to see you. Bill Romanowski. Appreciate Romo, man. Wow. And a shout-out to Brian Slagle. He was right here, Metal Blade, one of my good friends who came. Thank you for coming, along with Johnny Mack, who got us Michael Irvin today, which we appreciate. There's a big, there's a big rock conversation going on over here, which I like. 702-365-9200 as we continue on. Great to talk to Romo. Just fantastic, and it's been a while. I haven't seen him in a while. This is the longest we've gone here in the Raider Nation where uh, Bill hasn't been out here with his wife, and we wish them well. And Hopefully he'll come out here. We need a prediction. 
of the game coming up from the rest of the callers when we come back on the other side. Also, Daryl Moose Johnson's going to join us. Moose won three Super Bowls. I wish he was here and joining us when Michael Irvin was here. But Moose is going to join us coming up on the other side. Again, we're at Cafe Americano. Please book a table. Come here and watch the Super Bowl. I don't know of a better place where you can walk up, walk up to Caesars Palace, see us there on the ledge, book a table, and watch the Super Bowl here. We'll get to Moose coming up on the other side as we continue. Radio Row was great. Cafe Americano is fantastic. It is a, it's chaos, man. It's a lot of fun, a lot of energy at practices. Everybody's focused and, and dialed in at, on their job at hand. And um, I'm not even going to lie, things got a little chippy. I'm not going to say between who, but uh, the offense and defensive lines are, are, are trying to get their work in. They're trying to make sure everybody's ready for the game. And I mean, it just got me fired up yesterday, seeing, seeing everybody locked in and wanting to get their work in, you know, making sure that everybody's ready for the, the, for the task at hand on Sunday. And, um, I just love the focus and the energy of the team right now. JT, back with you as we continue on live from Cafe Americano. I want to thank Mike and Sandy here from La Casa Cigars, our great friends here. La Casa Cigars in Tivoli Village. Walk in. They got the best humidor in town, 500 cigar labels to choose from. Plus, they have live music seven nights a week. It's my go-to spot in Summerlin. It's fantastic. Mike and his wife were out last night with us at the Dick of Jaws party. Local entertainment, seven nights a week, plus private memberships are available. La Casa Cigars and Lounge at Tivoli Village and online at lacasacigars.com. Thank you, my friends, for coming. Have a Modelo. La Casa, yes. La Casa Cigars, fantastic. Uh, Jim in Wisconsin listening live on the Raiders mobile app. How are you? JT, how's it going? King Flip, how are you, my brother? One of I'm my favorite people. How are you? The, I'm talking about the Super Bowl. Well, who are you predicting is going to win this? Because you are a diehard Packer fan. I'm here with your son, who's a diehard Packer fan, but a Raiders season ticket holder. Who are you rooting for or who are you rooting against? I'm rooting for both, but I can't do that. So I'm going to say it's the 49ers 24-17. Wow, so I, I kind of like the twenty. I'm, I'm a NFC guy. You know that. I know you are, but let me. You know, you think Mahomes is only going to be held to seventeen points? He hasn't scored much in the playoffs. Yeah, right about again. that. He was he, he was shut out. He was shut out in the second half in Baltimore. It was wasn't it seventeen ten? Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was seventeen ten. You guys was seventeen seven for most. You're right about that. So, hey, King Flip, we needed you here. It would have been a great uh, trip for you to come out here, see your son and see the house and see my kids. But I'll come out to Wisconsin and see you next time the Raiders play the Packers. Well, anyway, you enjoy the Super Bowl, bud. Take care, my friend. I will. Good to hear. that. One of my buddies who's here from Wisconsin, he had his dad calling, and he's pretty emotional about it because his dad's really close to me. So King Flip joining us. That was kind of fun here. All right, quickly, Daryl Moose Johnston. Very great, good, solid player in the history of the NFL. Three-time Super Bowl champion with the Dallas Cowboys. We had Michael Irvin on earlier. Moose, 
looking forward to seeing you down here. I know you had a little bit of travel, so you couldn't get here, but I appreciate you checking in. How are you, Moose? I'm good. I'm good. I'm on the ground. <laughs> good. Hey, listen, I live in Vegas. I've had a couple of delayed flights lately. What's going on in L.A. is crazy, so I'm just happy you're here safe. And you on Radio Row as a broadcaster before we get to your football career. How have you evolved as a broadcaster with all the games you've called now, all your experience, and I'm sure the best years are still to come. How do you feel about yourself and your evolution as a broadcaster in the booth? Oh, man, that's a great question. Um, you know, working with Dick Stockton early on, he always told me, you won't get better from week to week. You'll get better from season to season. You'll have growth during the year, but you'll make your big jump that next year uh, starting in uh, in week one. And, and I've really kind of noticed that. But it's it's actually been a progression, just like you said, you know, when you retire as a player and you come into broadcasting, you're seeing it from that player perspective. And then as my career has continued in broadcasting and I've gotten involved in, you know, the Alliance of American Football in 2019, XFL 2020, you start getting into that component of football and you start to see it more from a front office, general manager perspective. Uh, you get into a little bit of the evaluation of players. Um, so it's been it's been a journey, and it's exactly what you said. That's a great question. Yeah, it's, there's definitely been that transitional movement, and and I've had people say, you know, when you listen to your broadcast today, there, there's more of that that thirty thousand foot perspective on everything. You mentioned Dick Stockton. Could you give me another name or two, especially from Fox and all the other other games? We always think of John Madden first, but producers behind the scenes and directors. Who else had a big influence on you as a broadcaster? I've been really fortunate. Um, you know, it. You know, my my first time out, my first year at, at CBS, I worked with Kevin Harlan. Um, you know, mm. so I you know I start off there, and then I come over to Fox, and and I work with Troy in a three man booth with Dick Stockton, and then when that ended, I started working with Kenny Albert, and um, you know, I've been with you know Sandy Grossman and Bob Stenner, who were the you know the producer director for John Madden. Uh, you know, went into, uh, you know, Pete Machesca and Artie Kempner, Barry Landis, Brian Lilly, mm-hmm. uh, Mike Frank, you know, the, you know, guys that were a part of the Madden Summerall group in supporting roles. So that, that was the great thing at Fox is there was just this, this growth and development of all these guys that were able to spend time around John and John's passion for the game and mm-hmm. kind of the detailed way he saw everything was passed down through the production side as well as, you know, the impact that he was making on revolutionizing, you know, how the broadcast and the analyst and the play-by-play guy work side-by-side. So, you know, John had just a tremendous impact on, on the way that Fox, you know, looks at the game of football, produces the game of football, uh, shows the game of football to its fan base. Moose, in the three Super Bowls that you won, which one was the most dicey, the most recognizably concerned you were in the game, second half, after adjustments, the concert at halftime, you come out there that you're saying, hey, we got to get rolling here. We got to get going here and finish this game. Yeah, first one was uh, was our best game. You know, that, that group played phenomenal. Yeah. We fell behind 7 nothing to Buffalo early, and then we just we hit our stride, and they turned the ball over, and, and we made them pay for every mistake that they made. Uh, the second one, I think a lot of people forget, it was 13-6 at halftime. Uh, against Buffalo when we played them um, in Super Bowl 28. Um, you know, had a great second half, kind of adjusted to what they did in the first half, exactly what you said. And I, I, I really feel it was one of Jimmy's best moments of coaching because he stood outside the locker room and was just a calming voice as we entered. 
and he and he listen. We got plenty of time. Super Bowl halftime. Everybody, take care of your business. We're going to come back. We know what they're doing. Uh, we're going to make an adjustment. We want to make sure everybody's clear on on the assignments. Haven't run this play in about six weeks. But what they're doing, we'll, we'll force them out of what, what they're trying to do defensively, and then we'll get back to what we wanted to do. And, and if you remember that first drive against Buffalo in the second half, it was basically Emmett right, Emmett left, Emmett right, Emmett left, all the way down the field. And Buffalo never really adjusted to our adjustment at halftime. So we were able to come out in the second half and, and beat them 24 to nothing uh, in that second half. The, the Pittsburgh game in Super Bowl thirty was probably the biggest cliffhanger. It was more mistakes right. that Pittsburgh made down the stretch that allowed us to win that game uh, because their defense did a great job against us in the second half. And if it hadn't have been for, for Larry Brown and a couple of mistakes by Neil O'Donnell, um, you know, that, that could have been a, a very, very dicey game there down the stretch. Daryl Moose Johnson, as we wrap it up, what did it mean for you to see Jimmy Johnson get inducted into the Ring of Honor? Unbelievable. Um, just, you know, long overdue, uh, well-deserved. Um, you know, it, it was funny because you got to see the ring of honor and, and the gratitude that Jimmy had, and, and there was there was so much emotion with all the his former players that were there. But not only that, you know, just the legendary cowboy players that are in the ring of honor that were at that ceremony as well. And you, you could just see the camaraderie and the brotherhood that was there. And, and, you know, one of the things that I've loved about this past season was, you know, Jimmy – reacting at halftime, you know, with Dallas losing in, in, uh, <laughs> in late the season yeah. and it just, you know, to, to Green Bay, you know, and it just, he, you had a flashback. I mean, Jimmy went in the playoffs, everything's on the line and, and Dallas comes out and they're, they're not playing well. And at halftime of that game, Jimmy kind of went into the Jimmy Johnson that we remembered from 1990. And it, we, you could see it in his eyes. You could hear it in his voice. You could see it in his posture. And, you know, when Michael Strahan put his hand down, <laughs> like he was ready to play. Uh, I think that there was a bunch of players that had played for Jimmy uh, around, uh, around the country sitting there thinking the exact same thing. I mean, that's, that's what he was like. I mean, he was – the big thing today that we're hearing, and I think this is kind of part of the uniqueness of Dan Campbell and what he's done at Detroit, is being a leader of young men. And it's, make, you know, it's, it's not just about the X's and the O's and, and having a great defensive scheme or having a great offensive scheme. It, it's how can you lead men? How can you inspire men? How can you motivate men day to day, week to week, you know, to get ready to play football? And, and that's, that's the biggest thing. And, and I think yeah, that that was one of the great components of Jimmy Johnson as a coach. Most good to talk to you. I know it's been a long travel day. I'll see you out here on Radio Row. Thanks for making some time for us. Greatly appreciated. And I know this next venture because I know Russ Brandon, college buddy of mine, UFL, and what's going to happen next is going to be big. And you have my full support. I love it. Uh, it's, it's fantastic. It, it you know the merger the merger accelerates everything. Um, you know it 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 was foolish for the two leagues to to stand together toe to toe and and compete and fight uh, in a landscape that that's proven it's hard to have one group have success in spring football. So for these leagues to combine and to merge and to have the key people that are behind the USFL, that were behind the XFL and bringing them into one league, to be able to take our player pool and our coaching staffs and bring them in from 16 teams into eight teams, you know, it just, it's going to be so much better. It's going to be so much better. The the football is going to be great. Uh, You know, I, I can't wait to see, you know, what the response from the fans are, I, I, you know, the, the two different conferences, we start off the season with our, our two champions going head to head 
uh, in Arlington, Texas. So it's, it's going to be phenomenal. And, and I'm looking forward to, to working, uh, you know, hand in hand and day after day with, with Russ. He's awesome. Great job, Darrell. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate you. All right. You got it, guys. Thanks so much. Thank you, Moose. Moose Johnson, fantastic. Uh, the UFL is the merger between the XFL and the United Football League, and now they're going to come in, I think, do a better job. I, I was the voice of the Las Vegas XFL first team ever here, the Outlaws. I had a chance to do that the inaugural season, and it could have went on another two or three years. Vince McMahon had the money to keep it going. I called football games in some of the most iconic places, Soldier Field, the Liberty Bowl in San Francisco at then Pac Bell Park where the Giants play. And what happened at the end is I think Vince saw how it was hemorrhaging and not making money, and they couldn't get the TV deal, so the XFL crashed. They bought it back. Then the USFL and the XFL competed against each other, and now they have an agreement, and they merged. I love it because they only, you don't need two leagues. You just need one. I think they're going to do a better job. They're never, they're never going to compete with the NFL. But if you have a team in your community – take the kids to the game go have fun and see some big time football this is the closest we're going to get to the minor leagues of football ever right now everyone says well the minor leagues of football is college football no college football stands alone there needs to be a minor league for the nfl for players to develop and it will be the ufl and moose is going to be a part of it with my good friend russ brandon and the rock dwayne johnson is behind it all so he's going to make it unbelievable 702-365 9,200. Here's Antonio out in Modesto. What's happening? Hey, JT. What's going on, man? I got a lot of friends and family that are Niner fans. I've uh, been to Bay Area guy my whole mm-hmm. life. Um, Purdy, how can you not like a story like Brock Purdy? A, a faithful man, a man of Christ, a, a, just a clean-cut guy, man. But you know what? It, I, I'm not taking my Raiders card off ever, but I am going with the Kansas City Chiefs. I think, I think, I think Andy Reid has another masterpiece. We all know this is a legacy game for Andy Reid, for Patrick Mahomes, and for Kyle Shanahan. If Kyle Shanahan tightens up just a little bit and somehow they squander a lead, oh, man, that's going to go down as, as him having that, that monkey on his back. But I got the Chiefs, 31-27. Look for a, a couple, at least one and a half. Uh, Chris Jones getting a tip on Purdy. And I got, um, I got Travis Kelsey, 8 for 80, two touchdowns. And as much as Raider fans don't like it, and I hate the Chiefs, but I hate the Niners more than ever, I got Patrick Mahomes as the MVP. I got him at 280, three touchdowns. Um, it's going to rain red in the, in, in the Legion. I hate to say it, uh, uh, JT, but I got the Chiefs all day. Thanks, Thank JT. you, my friend. Appreciate it. Look, I, I'm surprised you want the Chiefs to win the game, but a good phone call as you played it out there. 702-365-9200. I, I can't say anything positive about the Chiefs winning a football game. But I understand there are sharp people, and he bet it. He bet Mahomes, and he's got a nice ticket on the MVP. And if the Chiefs win, Mahomes is going to be the MVP. He's the star of the franchise. He'll get it. I don't know who will win. I, I predicted Christian McCaffrey will win the MVP for the 49ers because I think he'll have a rushing touchdown and a receiving touchdown. And I don't think the voters are going to want to give it to Brock Purdy. I don't think they're going to vote for Brock Purdy to win it unless he throws three or four touchdowns. If he does, Brock Purdy will be the MVP. But I think McCaffrey's the guy everybody should be talking about. Let's keep it going, man. Good time to take calls as I'm wrapping up my entire week. My wife just gave me a throat lozenge because I have radio voice. I'm not apologizing for that. It's Super Bowl Friday. So we'll rest up here over the weekend. Stoner dude. Stoner dude checking in. Wow. What a great way to wrap up the week. How are you, buddy? Man. You know, I'll, I'll tell you how I'm feeling, uh, JT. I drove by that stadium yesterday, and I saw that 
the Niners and Chiefs logos and all that red wrapped around our stadium, and I was mortified. But, uh, you know, hey, I, let the best teams win. They both earned their way into the Super Bowl. I'm not going to take away from them. As far as the game, JT, I'm going 28-24 Niners, not because I love the Niners, but because I can't have the Kansas City Chiefs become a dynasty at our house right here and, and have one more Super Bowl than us on top of all that. So I'm rooting for the defense, Niners defense. Hey, JT, tonight my band Hell Mary is playing here at Count Vamp. Anybody want to come out tonight? Super Bowl weekend. It's a free show. And uh, to, uh, Monday I'm going on the road to Europe, JT, to play with the Dead Boys, old legendary punk band. So my next call to you will be from Europe in a couple weeks. Uh, everybody Gradual the Super Bowl. Later, Raiders. Congr Congratulations. Hell Mary's playing tonight at Vamps. If I didn't have a bunch of people in town, I'd head out there. We already have some plans. But go see Stoner Dude play. He's a great drummer, great friend. And Vamps is a great rock spot. I love to go see concerts there. Last show I saw there was Zebra. Anybody ever heard of Zebra? That would be a good tweet. The first person who tweets at JT the Brick and can name the lead singer for Zebra I will give you a prize. I will give you a nice prize on Twitter only at JT the Brick. If you know the band Zebra, you should know the lead singer at JT the Brick on Twitter. We'll find out if there are any Zebra fans out there. NFL announces they're going to play a regular season game in Madrid, Spain. So we know the Eagles are going to open up this year and play in Brazil. And here we go, Madrid, 2025 regular season game. Wow, it's the first time the NFL has played a game in Spain. It'll be played at the iconic stadium, home of Real Madrid. That's big. NFL game in Spain at Real Madrid. And for those who complain about it, why? Let the world see the NFL. Not everybody cares about it. More people care. Soccer is not 10 times bigger than the NFL. It's 30 to 40 times bigger than the NFL. We're never going to compete with soccer, ever, the NFL, anywhere around the world. We own it here in the United States. Take the NFL around the world, and maybe some more fans will get interested in it and become fans of your team or the Raiders. I love the idea. I like expansion. I like playing internationally. I think it gives the fans an opportunity to do something great. 702-365-9200-918 Raider joins us from Cafe Americano as we wrap it up. What's happening? Yes, sir. From Tulsa, Oklahoma. How are you, man? Real good. Thank you. Awesome. Good to hear from you. Uh, brick um man um just getting to uh like i don't know man we we, we got a little piece of the 49ers and preseason but uh we we looked up on the chiefs and and uh, on christmas morning man so uh yeah i i get i uh i get the old day uh uh rivalry but also i'd love to see the chiefs win it just so we could have that you know we we beat the super bowl champ in their fucking house, or sorry. All right, well, yeah, drop him, drop him. I, I knew that call wasn't going to work out well from the time I took it. Uh, no F-bombs on AM radio. My satellite show that I do and my podcast, you can have dirty language. I do a PG show, the more G-rated PG, because I just don't like profanity on my radio show, but it was a mistake, and we'll take you out of jail next week. All right, when we wrap it up on the other side, a couple of more calls. We'll also, I'll give you my prediction again on this. And one big thing that I think everybody should do in Vegas this weekend, I'll tell you on the other side, the parties are starting to pop. We're having a lot of fun. We are brought to you by our great friends at Grimaldi's, proud partner of our show. And they stepped up and did a really nice 
partnership with us on top of what they do for the Super Bowl. And that meant a lot to me, too. So we'll wrap it up here in a few minutes. Live from Cafe Americano, right out front of Caesars. You can't miss us as we continue. Final segment of the week. And my bucket of Modelo's coming up next. He makes everyone better because of just how serious he takes his job. And, and when you see a guy go, go through what he does in a game, it makes you be like, okay, you know, Christian's about to go through it, and I got to have his back. I know he, he's got mine. He's prepared more than anybody. So, you know, he sort of sets the standard and the stage for what it's going to take for us to be at our best. And so that's one. I think that's, that's the mentality. And, and then two, um, obviously he does every, like everything. He runs the ball. Um, obviously you can put him out in the slot and, and throw him the ball. So for me as a quarterback, you know, it, it honestly it makes the defense – have to account for him in all these different ways and manners. So for me as a quarterback, I'm like, all right, like defenses can, some, can worry about him and it can open up other guys and it makes my job easier. Brock Purdy and also you hear there Christian McCaffrey and the relationship they have. JT, back with you as we wrap it up, our final segment here. I want to thank our partner Boyd Gaming as they get you ready for a big event weekend. It's a big deal. Sunday morning, Sunday morning, Super Bowl Sunday, Grab your VIP food and drink packages for the big game inside Bourbon Street Lounge and the Mardi Gras Lounge inside the Orleans Hotel and Casino. And one of my favorite spots, the Red Zone, inside the Gold Coast Hotel and Casino. That's where I used to do Monday Night Football for years now. You can watch the big game there. VIP packages are just $65. So head on over and secure your last-minute spot because you should have that. Thor joins me. From the Raider Nation Drinking Club and the Black Hole. Thanks for coming out and supporting me, my friend. JT, my brother, man. Thank you for having me, man. What an incredible weekend or week. I keep saying weekend, but it's, it's still the week. Well, Friday now, but I don't know. I know. I'm just been like that all week. So, But how incredible is this? Honestly, I, I, I'm an Oakland guy, so I really hated the Vegas move, but then I had to deal with it because I'm a Raider fan. I'm always going to be a Raider fan. This is why the Raiders moved. To see what is going on out here with the NFL. I mean, I've been to events. I got to meet Lawrence Taylor, wow. Ray Lewis. Um, then I was at, me and my friend, did a, uh, we did a show at Tim Brown's event yesterday, which was for an incredible cause Tim and Cherise Brown get behind their cause. Mm -hmm. They're helping children, traffic children. Super Bowl weekend is yeah. the highest um, problem for traffic children yeah. in the in the in the whatever the year, right? Yeah. So, get behind their cause. It was an incredible event, and there we got to talk with Tim. We interviewed Rod Woodson. Um, we interviewed Eric Dickerson, Icky Woods. I know Icky's not a Raider or never been a Raider. but So it's incredible. all on your YouTube page. Yes, yes. Where do we find that? Um, Raider Nation Drinking Club on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I like a Raider that. Nation Drinking Club sounds funny, but we are, we honestly, we're about inclusion. We, we just yeah. like to drink and hang out. We never drink and drive. We I drink at the house a lot, and then, you know, you're at the house. In the summertime, we got the pool. It's great. Um, if we drink out at the bars, we Uber home if we're drunk. Right. No big deal. Um, but we just like to hang out with Good. friends. We like to talk football. 
honestly, one thing that bothers me is seeing all these. I just saw Kansas City do it in like a cow outfit. I don't know what that's about, but I, I have faithful to the Bay. You're not even in the Bay in Santa Clara, but. All the red stuff bothers me. I wish that wasn't happening this week at our stadium. So you're thinking the Niners beat the Chiefs because we can't handle the Chiefs and the confetti in our building. I can't I can't handle either one. Either <laughs> one really upsets me. I don't know. I, I heard Q say he's rooting for Monday. I just want it to be over I with. I love that line. I, I just want it to be over with. I've never heard that. You're rooting for Monday, <laughs> not the game. Thanks for coming on, brother. Thank Appreciate you, brother. Thank much. you, brother. I'm going to get Cisco up here go in a ahead. second. Go ahead, Raider so Nation. Take, man, you guys stand up. Man, yeah, be you, proud of be Raiders and let this motivate us to get a Super Bowl soon. Got you, brother. Take that off lightly. Mm-hmm. There you go. He's a radio bro and hand that over to Cisco, my brother here of the Black Hole. Of the Las Vegas chapter, and I'm really excited because we have the Reno chapter here, which is fantastic. I love those jackets. How cool is this? You're running up the Vegas black hole, and the Reno team comes into town. That's oh, really yeah. cool. It's a wonderful thing, JT. You know what we've been doing for so many years now. Uh, next year will be, believe it or not, our 30-year anniversary of the black hole. Next wow. year. Wow. Yeah. 30 year anniversary yeah. of the black hole. Exactly. Yeah. How did I not know that? So mm-hmm. we're in year 29. We're going to 30. And the way the black hole is now set up and the business model yeah. and what you guys are doing, that sounds like it's going to be a pretty hell of a celebration. Oh, yeah. Huh? I, can't, I can't let the you know, cat out of the bag just yet. But yeah, we definitely have something planned for uh, not only our, our members, our family, but you know, all of us still got to include Raider Nation. Cisco joins us like a brother to me, so let's get to Antonio Pierce and this team. I thought it, I thought if they had four more games last year, they would have won them all and went to the playoffs. Yeah. We ran out of time. Right. It's a big decision now. A quarterback. We got yeah. a new GM. We got yeah. a new offensive coordinator. Yes. I've been talking about it a lot because I'm covering the Super Bowl more than the Raiders. Raiders made a lot of announcements the last week. These all better work. Yeah, they have. I, you know, I mean, the, the, the pieces have been put together. I just hope the puzzle looks right. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, honestly, I, I, you know, AP, the, uh, keeping him in as a head coach really is going to do a lot for the morale of this team. It has the last few games that you just touched on. Uh, AP's the guy. AP's the guy. I'm, I'm, down, I'm with him 100%. Uh, he just, he's continuing, he needs to continue to build that coaching staff and let his coaches coach and let the players play. Yeah, Black Hole Cisco Kid kind enough to join us. The Black Hole is a proud partner of the show. We are in business together. I'm the first ever member inducted into the Black Hole Hall of Fame, and I tell people that because you're not going to get into the Hall of Fame unless you become a member of the Black Hole. (laughs) You made made it easy to just go to theblackhole.com, click on one link, and become a member. Yep, that's exactly what you said. www.theblackhole.com. Hit the membership tab and your family. How many years for you in the black hole through Rob Ooh, Rivera? Yeah, through Rob. Um, I joined in 1998, and I joined at uh, Ricky's. And I started in 98. That's yeah. when I started yeah. for the Raiders. Wow. So it was 98 at Ricky's. Yeah. Man, I miss Ricky. And then I got uh, Rob the elevated me, promoted me, I guess you would say, uh, to his VP. Um, in Oakland. In, yeah, in Oakland in 2012. Okay. Good. And now the Vegas chapter is yeah. rocking. Yeah, yeah, yep. We're uh, we're excited to be here, man. I mean, you know, the the relocation to 
to Vegas. Has the, relocation, been... the relocation hurt in the beginning. It, yeah. it did hurt. Yeah. But now all the people that I've talked about, especially the diehards in the black hole, no one forgets Oakland. Yeah, no, everyone yeah. misses Oakland. And I right. always tell people, right. we never wanted to leave Oakland. Yeah. What's it say on the back of my jacket, JT? Oakland Raiders. Yeah. Always will be. So, yeah, never forget where you came from, but you know you got to evolve not only as a person, but we had to evolve uh, as a club. And we owed yeah. it to our members. Uh, not every member is in Oakland. We got, cha- you know, 40 chapters. Uh, we got members worldwide. So, um, Coming here to Vegas really was a, a step up in all aspects. Thanks for being here, my friend. Of course. I appreciate you. Appreciate Thanks you, a lot. JT. Appreciate Thank Cisco you. and the Black Hole. Every time I do a radio remote, the Black Hole is there. Every time. Every time there's members of the Black Hole. And uh, as we wrap up our coverage here at Capri Americano, got a few minutes here. I'll just say this before I thank everybody who's here. Got to beat the Chiefs at all costs. The Chiefs must get beat. They must get beat badly. They must lose this game. You don't have to be a Niner fan. You're a Raider fan, or you're listening to me all over the globe. This is a moment. This is an historic moment in NFL history. It's the first ever Super Bowl in Las Vegas, which makes it big. Secondly, the Chiefs are playing for a dynasty. If they win three with Mahomes, they're a dynasty. They'll put out all of those shirts that say dynasty. And if they win, they win in the home of the Raiders. So at all costs, they have to get beat. I think they're going to get beat. I'm not doing this as a bit. I don't root for either one of these teams. I think the Niners have just a little bit more, a little bit more than everybody else thinks in this game. Hey, round of applause for everybody who came out. Thanks to everybody who came here. Thanks to everybody who showed up. Thank you very much. Nice crowd today. My, some of my best friends are here. Other friends are here. Two hours flew by pretty quick. Michael Irvin, Eddie George, Bill Romanowski, Moose Johnston. Pretty good way to wrap up Friday. Oh, I was going to tell you what to do this weekend. Find a watch party. Find a watch party with one of our partners. Resorts World, Doghouse Saloon. The M Resort, where I was last night. They have watch parties. I'm going to the watch party with the Black Hole over at the Cromwell address. Find a watch party and get out of the house and enjoy the Super Bowl and the Strip with your friends. And then after this, I'm going to take a little break. Wife and I and a couple of friends are heading back on a little trip. We'll do that for a little bit. My sons will hold the the fort down. And then we're going to come back after our little quick vacation and get ready to go with the Raiders and the NFL draft. Off-season, free agency, everything that is full-on Raiders. And hopefully I get an opportunity pretty quickly here to interview the offensive coordinator, Luke Getze, and to have a couple of other people on the show here and do, do a couple of podcasts with the Raiders there. Mateo, great job as always. He set up all this. Fantastic job, man. Appreciate everything you do here also. So we told you about there's not a lot of breaking news today other than Kirk Cousins says he welcomes free agency. Said that on Radio Row. Let's see what happens. Woo. He's got to be the number one choice for the Raiders in free agency if they go there. No other quarterback is as good as Kirk Cousins or Baker Mayfield, but I think Baker's going to stay. Kirk Cousins on free agency. Let's see what happens. I, I think he's using some leverage here with Minnesota. I think Minnesota should bring him back. Bobby Machado did an unbelievable week. I want to thank Andrew Paul, who put the remote together. Trey, everybody here at Cafe Americano, all my friends who showed up, and Caesars Palace. Caesars really put on a nice show here. This is the official hotel of the NFL. Right now, the Hall of Fame luncheon is going on. Every single Hall of Famer 
with their gold jacket is inside Caesars now. So if you're not too far away. Thanks again, everybody. Really appreciate this week. I'm going to get some rest. I'm going to have some fun. We're going to have a great time. And Q's coming up next from Radio Row. He's had a monster week. I want to say this on the way out. Thanks to Q Myers, who put all everything together on Radio Row with our staff of a lot of people behind the scenes. Thank you so much. We'll see you back Monday on Raider Nation Radio.